Thank you for joining us this Monday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And the title of our message comes from Acts chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. And the title of our message is called, You Will Be My Witnesses. It says, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all the things that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up into heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he had chosen, after his sufferings, he showed himself to these men, gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke to them about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. He said, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit that my Father promises you. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the time or the dates the Father is set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. After this, he was then taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intensely into the sky as he was going up and up, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them and said, Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand there looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken away and ascended into heaven will come back in the same way that you've seen him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called Mount Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. And when they arrived, they went upstairs to a room where they were where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. They all joined together in constant prayer, along with the women, Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers. May the Lord add a blessing to his word. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be witnesses just like these disciples. Lord, because we are a witness of what you've done, in, what you do and have done in into our life. Lord, we ask you give me words and wisdom for today's podcast as we are working towards Pentecost Sunday. But Lord, we want to thank you that you ascended into heaven and you sit at the right hand of God the Father and you intercede for us. So Lord, we want to thank you for what you did, why you did it, and the hope that we have of eternity today. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word and thank you for allowing us this opportunity to pray to you today. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. So let's take a look at this. So we see that the writer is telling us about 
all that Jesus did. He began to do, and he taught until the day was taken up into heaven. And he gave instructions, telling the disciples that he would send the Holy Spirit. He was leaving, but he would send the Holy Spirit. He gave the example. He says, for John baptized by water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes, you know, I'm getting ready in the, in the next month to baptize four people from our local church. And the interesting thing is, you know, we have to talk about baptism and what it means. And sometimes people think that baptism uh, saves them. But baptism doesn't really save. Baptism is a public affirmation of your salvation in Christ. It's a public affirmation for people, showing that you've put off the old. And when you rise out of the water, or you, you put on the new. You, that's when you accept Christ as your personal Savior and you begin to walk. It's not about the water, it's about the principle of what you're doing, what you're acknowledging. Because he says right there, John baptized with water. But they were going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, tomorrow. Uh, but I don't want to get into it today. But I want to see here where the... Where the writer is telling us that Jesus appeared to them with convincing proof that he was alive. He showed himself to the disciples. He showed himself to the two strangers on the road to Emmaus. He showed himself to many people. Over 40 days he appeared. You know, it, meant, it gives a specific number of 40 days. I believe the writer was being specific, letting them know that Jesus was just not a one-time appearance. He was revealing himself to more and more people that he was alive. And while he did, he spoke about the kingdom of God. And then on one occasion, he was eating with them and he gave this command. He said, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised you which you have heard me speak about. Because Jesus told him he wasn't going to leave them without a comforter. He must go so the comforter can, can come. But they were misunderstanding. They wanted to know if he was going to restore the kingdom of Israel. And we see that Jesus gives this statement. He said, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But he gave a command there. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses into Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. For each one of us today, when we come into salvation, we acknowledge the Lord as our personal Savior. We too are witnesses because God has resurrected us in a sense. Not literally that we died, but we died out to sin. 
and we're resurrected into life. We have the hope of eternal life. But then we see in verse 9, Jesus is taken up before their very eyes. And it says a cloud hid him from their sight. So the higher, we don't know how high he went up, but it shows that a cloud hid him. And then we, we see that he's no longer visible anymore. But we see the disciples are looking intently, wondering if he's coming back, if he'd be back. They've seen him do many signs and wonders, miraculous miracles. And this was something they were, they were ecstatic about. But then we see these two men dressed in white, these angels more than likely. Says, they said to them, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand there looking into the sky? And they reminded them that this same Jesus who has been taken away from you into heaven will come back in the same way that you've seen him go. And we know in the book of Revelation, when God tells Jesus it's time to come get his church, he's going to ride on that white horse and the eastern sky will crack open, be rolled back like a scroll. It will all be said and done. He will come for his church. So he will return. But we see the disciples, they return to Jerusalem from the hill called Mount of Olives. It was a Sabbath day walk from, from the city. And when they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. And it gives a list of everyone that was in attendance. Most of them are by name, and then it says uh, the women and with his brothers. So we see that, the mother, Mary of Jesus, and we see the disciples. But we see one thing in verse 14. It says they were all joined together in constantly in prayer, along with the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. I can't imagine what that prayer meeting would have been like or their time of prayer. We're reminded that we are to be witnesses. And we need to know who it is we believe in and why we believe it today. It's very important for us as Christians that we realize um, of what Jesus did. We have the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to convict us at times, to remind us of what we're supposed to be doing. Are we confident in being witnesses for Christ today? Are we encouraged by God with his power, with his strength? How do we do that? We do that by reading the word. We do that by praying. We had church yesterday and one of the testimonies was talking about sometimes God answers our prayers and sometimes we're, we're sometimes surprised because we pray for something, not always expecting an answer. I know that sounds contradictory, but sometimes we do that. 
we pray and we say, okay, Lord, this is my prayer. And sometimes we keep reminding God. We don't need to remind God because God already knows. We can make it known to him. We give it to God and let God let God deal with it. God knows his will for each of our life today. So we're all called to be witnesses, his witnesses. Our testimony is giving witness to what Christ has done in and to our life. His provision, his protection, the health in our bodies. Sometimes we're going through aches and pains like I go through sometimes. Sometimes it's so bad. But you know, I still thank the Lord that I can get up in the morning, that I can walk, that I can talk. And even in those days when I don't feel so well, I still thank God. Because one day in heaven, we have the promise of heaven here in, the, in this story. One day we'll cross over. There'll be no more pain, no more aches, no more sorrows, no more medicines. It'll all be said and done. We'll have a new body. We'll be in the presence of God Almighty. There'll be no more sadness, no more sorrow. No more death, no more dying. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you call us to be witnesses. We thank you, Lord, that we can have the courage and the confidence. That we have the power and the strength that's contained in your word. That's contained in who you are. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that would come on the day of Pentecost. Lord, it wasn't just for the disciples to have the presence of the Holy Spirit. It was for all to experience that, that we'd be filled. We need to be filled to, so our cups are running over. There's a song that talks about it says, I'm drinking from my saucer because my cup is overflowed. Is your cup overflowing? No matter what you're going through, we should always be seeking an infilling of the Holy Spirit, afresh and anew. Sometimes the world can be overwhelming. Sometimes situations can be overwhelming. Sometimes the physical ailments can be overwhelming. We have to cry out to God and ask him to fill us afresh and anew, to encourage us, to help us along life's way, to help us to face even another day sometimes. So I pray for all those today that don't know you as their personal Savior. We pray, Lord, that you will open their hearts and their minds as they read your word. We pray for those, Lord, that are struggling today as Christians. They're not sure what they believe or why they believe it. We pray, Lord, that you will uh, reach out and, and remind them and encourage them. Uplift them with your power and with your strength. Reveal your, 
your will and your word to their hearts and to their minds today. We pray for Christians around the world that you will give them strength, you will give them energy, and you will give them the hope to be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and even into the othermost parts of the world, just like we are. You know, we're 9,700 miles away from where we used to live. But it's the uttermost parts compared to where we lived. God will send us sometimes to many places. He may send you to many places. And we need to be witnesses. So Lord, we just ask for strength where strength is needed. We ask for peace where peace is needed. We ask for hope where hope is needed. And we ask, Lord, for encouragement. We pray for Christians that need other Christians to come alongside of them, to encourage them, to pray with them. As the disciples were doing, they were praying constantly. They were praying. They were joined together in prayer. So, Lord, we just pray for all those that are in need of fresh and a new touch from you. We ask for your hand of mercy, your protection, your provision, and your blessing upon those you've called to serve in ministry today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us today on Hope for Today on this Monday. And we look forward to joining you on Tuesday with a new message of hope and encouragement. God bless. Have a great day. Pastor Doug Solomon.